0: what's going on guys i'm nathan case and welcome to another episode of that's my team the podcast where we talk to instant people about who they support who their team is why they support them the highs and lows of being a football fan this episode is more jam-packed than a chelsea dressing room That's good. That's good, isn't it? exactly. That's that's that. That's this there's people <laughs> out in the hall going, Huh? What? Yeah, stats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um this this episode is well producer Joe, you love you, you love this episode, because uh, we had a Spurs fan on the it. Spurs fan on. Uh and it was like oh, about half an hour of just therapy.
1: <laughs> just- <laughs> it, was it was good stuff. I mean, for the, for the context for the listeners, uh, we're recording this on Friday morning and uh, the gossip has just been released that uh, Chelsea might be getting Pochettino. So that, I mean, that's just hilarious yeah. to talk to a Spurs it's, fan today of all days. Basically, watch the man
0: have a mental breakdown. Um, but it makes me great and great listening
1: (laughs) it was great I tell you because the the last Spurs film we had on was David Alfie Ward and if you remember that was we recorded that just before the first North London derby of the season and the winner of that game was going to go top Guess who won? <laughs> so but it was. I, I wasn't confident then. Now I'd, I wish we could play Spurs every week. Well,
0: yeah, but you probably win that game and not give away two goal leads. Um.
1: Fair, all right, I get yeah, like, that. So let's get to You get cocky, there's like, man. Come on, <laughs> you know, Man City. Um, we'll down your. Um. <laughs> This episode's coming out the day of Arsenal versus City, so this could very well be the last episode of the season because I, I might be shutting myself in a dungeon.
0: Um, before you crack on and listen to um, Jamie's interview, Jamie's uh, attempt on the on, the, on the show, um, here's the listener's trivia question for you. As always, my God, a little bit of Premier League trivia. If you know it, give me a shout on the socials. The question is, which... English player has made the most Premier League appearances without receiving a senior England cap alright which, which English player has made the most Premier League appearances but not received a senior England cap <laughs> if you know the answer give me a shout out on the socials Instagram at Nathan.Cayton Twitter at NathanCayton um, Facebook Nathan Caden even TikTok because I'm trying to cling on to my youth Nathan Caden <laughs> um, yeah mate oh, gosh that's embarrassing um, clinging on to your blue tick mate as well oh, t- Twitter took it away Dan I'm oh, not buying yeah. a Tesla in my life you prick um, <laughs> yeah uh, no blue tick on Twitter no more but it's okay you know what I got my mum's approval. That's all I need.
1: That's all you need. <laughs> the mummy's boy over here. That's all exactly. Needs. You, know,
0: you know what I mean, perfect. <laughs> she she knows she knows my worth. <laughs> anyway, um, Jamie Ware—he's on, on on Twitter and on Instagram at uh, Jamie Ware. You can also see him on Sky Sports News uh, when he's not crying about Spurs' fortunes. <laughs> but for the meantime, enjoy him on this episode of That's My Team. Jamie, wait, how's it going, mate? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm, 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 I feel that um, as a Spurs fan, you are. I'm doing better than you are. Right <laughs> oh,
2: my God. It's been miserable this season. It really has. Uh, it's not been fun at all. It's just all just the wheels have come off in spectacular fashion. Um, I, I remember when I, when
0: I reached out to you to come on the podcast, and one of the things you said was, um, how long is the podcast? I don't think half an
2: hour is enough for me to vent. <laughs> I know, it's just it's just me half an hour of me absolutely whinging about how, you know, what an absolute basket case our club is. But no, um, I'm one of those very, very rare things, which is a glass half full Spurs fan. So I, I always think that it's darkest before the dawn and it, things are going to miraculously turn around and we're going to be all right. But um, th- I'm not sure. It's looking pretty pretty grim at the moment. I was going to say, what, what's, what is there to be like optimistic about for this season? <laughs> for this season, um, that that there's that there's only a month to go. That's the only <laughs> bit of the, the bit of optimism I have that we'll be out of our misery relatively soon. Uh, yeah, no, this season's just been a complete write off. I mean, look, I, I, there's still a very tiny part of me clinging on to it oh, we might go and win at Newcastle, and we might beat Manchester United, we might go and nick something at Anfield, and. But realistically, I mean, it looks like the players are just down tools. There's just no confidence left in the side at all. Uh, even if we could get some Europa League football for next year, it'd be great. Because, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we'd have a chance of winning a trophy. If we can. If any Spurs fans remember what they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do do you want Europa League, though? Isn't that like more of a distraction? Europa League, yeah. No, I definitely don't want Conference League. Uh, I mean I was I was at West Ham last night and that lot are getting very excited about winning the Conference League which would just be I mean can you imagine we would never hear the end of it. <laughs> So um I definitely don't want Conference League I think that is a bit below us but um Europa League's a good competition with some strong clubs isn't it you know these days so um and it's a pathway back into the Champions League so not nah, Europa League I definitely want it looks like the Champions League ship has sailed but I mean just what a shambles of a season we're just I mean we are the gift that keeps on giving we're a total laughing stock <laughs> um okay and I can see I can see Joe's little gooner face just grinning away yeah. there <laughs> On my the producer, is on my thumbnail, loving this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. For next season, then,
2: is Harry Kane still going to be there? Do you know what? My hunch is that he is. My hunch has always been that he's going to stay. I think a couple of years ago, when he wanted to go to City, that was his big chance of a move away. Um, but all the sort of. You know, balls were in Daniel Levy's court at the time. Now Harry Kane himself obviously holds more of the power because there's only a year left of his contract. But I think he desperately wants... Alan Shearer's record, so I can't see him going to Bayern Munich or Paris Saint-Germain or anywhere like that. I think the only realistic club he could go to is Manchester United. And I'm not sure if United want to get massively into sort of like bidding war with Daniel Levy. So I can I can just see it with one of those things that sort of drags on and then just doesn't happen. And he signs a new contract at Spurs and he, he sees out his days at Spurs and he's a one-club man. You know, I think the stick to beat Harry Kane with, obviously, is, oh, but you've never won anything. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he's he's kind of built differently from a lot of footballers these days. He's, you know, married to his childhood sweetheart and he's settled and he's got another kid in the way. And, you know, he's the ultimate professional. You know, any manager you speaks to says they'd love to have 11 Harry Canes. He's never pictured stumbling out of a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning. I think when he broke, Jimmy, Reeves, Jimmy Greaves' goal-scoring record a couple of months ago and all four sides of the stadium stayed behind to sort of sing his name as he did an interview in the, on the Centre center Circle. I think he realised how much love he has from the Spurs fans. And I can just see him thinking, you know what, it would be much, if I stuck around here... And even won an FA Cup with Spurs, it would be much more of an achievement than going to Bayern Munich and winning the Bundesliga. You or I could go to Bayern Munich and win the Bundesliga. Where's the sense of achievement in that? So um, I I think he's going to stick around is my okay. hunch.
0: Oh, bless optimism! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just
0: Nathan. I'm clinging on to anything at the moment. Even I'm like, he's not going to be in the next season. Um,
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, if he go, if, if he goes, we'll have Ivan Tony there. So yeah, we'll, we'll take. It. You can have him. He's not playing for over two years. <laughs> Well that's a good point.
0: Well maybe I'll have Ollie Watkins then. Ollie Watkins, what a player he is. Oh mate, yeah, gosh. I I'm miss that guy. Um yeah, yeah. Daniel Levy is notoriously difficult to bargain with. Like yeah. he strikes me as the kind of person who like try and bargain in a one pound shop. Just give me 98 P, come on, just give it to me for Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um okay, so let me ask you, just go just take it way back, right? Why why Spurs? Like, because, like, I'm... A, Why Spurs? Like my generation, right? Like, yeah. you, you, you don't choose Spurs. You're a Spurs fan no. because someone
2: has made you a Spurs fan... Right. So you exactly. And I get asked that question all the time. So why Spurs? And you've got to remember I'm growing up in Northern Ireland in the 80s and 90s where everyone is either a Liverpool fan or a Manchester United fan. So I think there's there's two reasons that I slipped through the cracks. One, I think my uncle is a Spurs fan like he's not a big sort of pumping his chest Spurs fan but I think he's a Spurs fan. I remember having a Spurs shirt on for the 1991 FA Cup final which I assume my uncle Stephen gave me. And secondly, I think it is a little bit like, just as a person, I I go against the grain. I always, I don't like to just follow the crowd. So in the 90s in Northern Ireland, everyone's supporting Manchester United. They're winning everything in sight. And I must have thought, do you know what? I'm going to support a club that don't win anything. And (laughs) 30 years later, that's proved to be the case. It was a really astute choice because we've won absolutely fuck all ever since. So um, yeah, I think that's the reason I'm a Spurs fan, but it's been... 30 plus years of absolute misery and the 90s in particular to be a Spurs fan in the 90s I mean if if Spurs fans think it's bad now, it was really grim back then so yeah it's um it's not much fun it's it's a stressful existence <laughs> I mean well you, you guys won the league cup in 2000 2008 yeah 2008 that's our last trophy and 99 we won the league cup as well the Worthington Cup as it was at the time but um yeah FA Cup in 91, Worthington Cup 99, Carling Cup 2008. Those are the three things I've had to cheer about in my 30 plus years as a Spurs fan. So, yeah. But look, the thing is, I always stand by the fact that actually, you know, everyone says it's about trophies. And in this social media age, it's all about built up to be, oh, if you don't win a trophy, then, you know, what's the point? But I I always contend, and people say, oh, you would say this as a Spurs fan. But I always contend it's about the experiences you have along the way, right? So like being in Amsterdam for the second leg of that Champions League semi-final against Ajax. Lucas Moura scoring with the last kick of the match to reach a Champions League final. That's an experience that will stick with you till the day you die. Okay, there was no trophy to show for it at the end. But, I mean, you know what it's like as well. You know, being a, a playoff final, that you'll never forget that that day just for as long as you live, will you? I mean, there was a trophy to show at yeah, the end I of I was going to but say, you but- did get a trophy, but... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself Mr No Trophies <laughs> yeah yeah well maybe that's what we need to do just drop down in the championship and then that's our one way of winning a trophy yeah the, the Papa John's trophy get that one <laughs> exactly I, I, I'd still I'd still back us to bottle it somehow <laughs> lose to Morecambe reserves in the semi-finals or something um, okay well, so what so being um, a Sky Sports reporter like,
0: do you get to like cover a lot of Spurs games
2: yeah well I cover it a lot of games in London full stop um, but yeah I mean they'd probably send me to a Spurs game um, if I was, you know, if there were, if I was the best option, um, I've been to I think three or four Spurs games this season. As I said, I was at West Ham last night. I've been to the Emirates a couple of times this season. Unfortunately, uh, Do you know, what? I still haven't been to. I still haven't been to the Brentford Community Stadium at all for some reason. um, So that's that's one that I, I need to tick off the list. Uh, Stamford Bridge a couple of times. So yeah, no, I cover lots of clubs in London, just generally speaking. But um, it's it's always surreal when you go and watch a Spurs game as a Spurs fan, you know, that you're there to do a job. Yeah, how hard is it to kind of like be professional? It, well, um, so you mentioned the 2008 Carling Cup final. I was there as a journalist and that was pretty tough, <laughs> I have to say, when I see Ledley King walking up those steps and lifting the trophy, there was tears streaming down my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sort of thinking, no, come on, you got to act professional here. Um, but do you know what? It's, it's getting easier and easier just because you, you find that the longer you work in this industry, the more sort of dispassionate you become about football generally. Because, I mean, you know we're all still the reason we all love football right is the romance of the game but i just feels that the romance is slowly being sucked out of the game and you know the, the these guys are now so detached from fans and the money involved is absolutely just you know and twitter is just poisonous and so you know the, the, the more time goes on the more i'm finding it hard to still love football generally but um unfortunately you know i'm i'm sucked in for life now as a spurs fan there's nothing i can do about it it's just i'm just gonna have to endure it unlike so so harry different. kane harry kane gets harry kane gets to leave if he wants i, I we can't ever leave the fans we're stuck there for life But <laughs> it's, it's your football fans. it's sort of like a jail sentence <laughs> No, it really, really is, if you're a Tottenham fan. Sorry, I, it is exactly like a jail sentence. That's it. It's like, what what Morgan Freeman say in the Shawshank Redemption? They send you there for life, and that's exactly what the t- what they take. That's what it feels like as a Tottenham fan. Yeah,
0: yeah. and just like Morgan Freeman, you got to go through a lot of shit. <coughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, all right. what Okay. What would you say has been your
2: highlight then being a Spurs fan <sighs> fucking hell I'm really having to sort of scratch my head for that one uh, look, uh, the Champions League run was the highlight it was just it was surreal and I mean little did we know at the time that they were the sort of it was the, the, the tail end of the Pochettino years and It just felt, you know, we had that side when it was, you had Kane and Son and Ericsson and Deli Alley all just at the top of their game. Okay, things had tailed off by then, but like sort of 2016 17, they were just, that side were playing such great football. We were so much fun to watch. Then a couple of years later, getting to the Champions League final and just this sort of sheer unexpectedness of it going and doing a job in Borussia Dortmund and then beating Manchester City across two legs which was just epic and then as I mentioned already that semi-final in Amsterdam where you know you're 3-0 down in the tie with 45 minutes to go and you're just thinking oh well what a shame. And then just that second half was just ridiculous, and it was a shame then that the final was just such a damp squib. You know, it was over within a minute, really. Um, but that that the, the run to the Champions League final last year—I know that's probably recency bias talking. I'm sure there are things that happened that earlier in my, you know, years as a Spurs fan that were pretty memorable as well. But you know, 2019 Champions League final run was pretty cool. One last question before we go into the first
0: quiz, All right? As a as a Spurs fan, would you rather? This season, you finish in the top four but Arsenal win the league or you finish outside all the European places and Arsenal don't win the league? That is What a
2: ridiculous question. I'd rather finish 17th in the league and Arsenal don't win the league. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thought of it, Nathan, has terrified me for the last four months straight. We've all been... Spurs fans are basically proxy Manchester City fans for the rest of the season as well. I mean, it's just... The, the thought of it is just beyond... Beyond contemplation. So yeah, next week, um, that the big one at the Etihad, Man City versus Arsenal. You know, we'll all be in our sky blue, singing "Blue Moon." <laughs> Just anything <laughs> but Arsenal would. And I, you know what? And and I, I don't think sorry Joe but I don't think Arsenal are going to do it now I think City now have got all the momentum and they've just reached that sort of stage of the season where they, they they become this juggernaut this unbeatable juggernaut so I think City are going to do it thank God because there was a serious moment in time where you're thinking Arsenal are going to win the league West Ham are going to win a European trophy we're going to be trophyless <laughs> again and it's just going to be I was considering just like getting a one way flight to Australia <laughs>
0: Okay. Right, cool. Uh right, let's let's move on to um, the first game. Uh it's called Trip Down Memory Lane. You take a look at um a, a Spurs game, as your Spurs fan, a Spurs game from yesteryear, and you have a uh, you have a minute to give me the starting eleven mm. for that that Spurs side. So we're gonna go to <clears throat> um Antonio Conte's first game oh, in charge. Um, a 3-2 win against Vitesse in your favourite competition, the Europa Conference. Oh, my God. Vitesse, Arnhem. Yes. All right, as in 2021. Right. Can you tell me this starting 11? All right, got a minute on the clock. Uh, Jamie, you ready? Yeah. All right, your time starts
2: now. Well, usually, obviously, you'd play some reserves in the Conference League, but I think he went pretty strong because it was his first game. So, Larissa and goal. Yep. Back four, or back five, I should say, of um, Royale. Yep. Yeah. Romero. Yep. Dyer. Yep. Davis. Yep. Left wing back. Must have been frigging hell. Who was it? Was it Reguilon? Ooh, yeah. Nice one. Ooh. Um midfield two, Hoybier. Yeah. And Ollie Skip. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And then the front three was obviously be Kane, Son and Lucas Moura. Bang on, 11 out of 11. What? Jesus! Regalon was the curveball there, I, I, you know, because he's no longer there. But um, yeah, pleased with that. I thought you were going to give me some, like, you know, when we lost to Coventry in 1995 or something. <laughs> so <laughs> I got off lightly there, I feel. <laughs> Um, no, I
0: thought I thought that was pretty hard I thought regular on skip you're not going to get that but okay yeah and, and that's why you work for Sky Sports
1: yeah <laughs> the, these Sky Sports journalists are dangerous man although what's <laughs> that, that's an amazing start 11 out of 11 but the beautiful irony is if you make top 4 you're knocking out David Alfie Ward another Spurs fan from the top 4 right? so <laughs> it's win-win <That's> for me <laughs>
2: That's yeah. that's as Spursy as it gets. I not another Spurs fan. Typical Spurs, just yeah. self destruction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, let's all right, let's talk about players, right? Because you guys have had um, a, a lot of some some gems, and then some players are like what? Yeah. Um, like obviously, Deli Ali wasn't in the news recently, right? Um, oh, it's just remarkable. Like at Spurs, he was amazing.
2: And it breaks it know. breaks my heart, man, to see what's yeah. happened to him. It's so sad. I mean, just as a 20-year-old, you just this kid of the world at his feet. And I remember a talk of, you know, Real Madrid trying to sign him for 100 million. And you're just like, no, we can't possibly let him go. And look at him now. And he's still only, what, 26? But pff, what what a sad story. Do you play Mourinho or was it Dele Alli? I think it's probably Delhi, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you know. I think that you know the easy thing to do would be blame Mourinho, but I think Mourinho probably had his best interests at heart and wanted him to be the player that he could be. But look, it's just one of those things. I, I mean, I, it, you know, all, not all players sort of develop at the same rate, do they? And some just come off the rails. And and Delhi's done it in spectacular fashion. Look, who knows? There's still time for him to turn around. But yeah, it breaks my heart when I see where what, where he's gone from and where he is now. Um, who's been your favourite Spurs player? Wow, favourite Spurs player. I mean, as you said, we've had some... The thing about Spurs we've been blessed with like so many silky players over the years. So when I first started supporting Spurs, I mean, I suppose when I first technically started supporting Spurs, players like Hoddle were still in the side. I don't remember seeing Glenn Hoddle at all. But then I do remember vaguely Lineker and Gascoigne in that year, and, you know, Gascoigne was unbelievable, obviously. But then the Spurs that I kind of really properly fell in love with as a kid was like Klinsmann and then Ginla um. So, yeah, I would have to say, probably, I remember, as a kid, a lot of my shirts had Klinsmann on the back of them. So I was a big Jurgen Klinsmann fan, and then Ginla. Yeah, those two, I think, you know, because it's always the players you've watched as a kid that you fall in love with most, right? So, I mean, how can you not fall in love with David Ginla? He's a beautiful human being. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's sexy, isn't he? My he God. is sexy, my <laughs> God. I mean, I still have a man crush on him, so, yeah. yeah. So, a
0: moment for man crush uh,
2: on David on Gianella. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um,
1: because he's yeah, worth yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he did the... the L'Oreal. <laughs>
2: L'Oreal. <Bloody laughs> <out. laughs> Other shampoos are available.
0: Yeah. Um, if you could have any player from yesterday, then, and put them in this common Spurs side to make them better... Would it be Janelle or Klinsman or would it go someone
2: else? No, I think I because I think what the problem with this Spurs side is like we just we don't have any creativity at all. So someone like Luka Modric, I mean, I loved Modric, and like I have to slightly pinch myself to believe that he was ever a Spurs player because you look what he's doing now, and he's still what thirty-eight years of age, and he's still absolutely running matches in the Champions League. He's just incredible. So yeah, I mean, Modric, Bale. Uh Ginla, Van der Vaart I mean there's so many players I could choose from but I think Luka Modric is just a little genius although do you know what if you ask any Spurs player of a certain era who's the greatest player they ever played with they'll all say Moussa Dembele that he was just amazing in training you could not get the ball off him and he just sort of he glided across the surface of the pitch like a ballet dancer but he was strong as an ox as well so he was incredibly gifted but yeah Modric little genius still doing the business all these years later
0: mm. And then yeah, you've had some um, <clears throat> some very some random players. You know, I remember like people like like Chris you know, have yeah. up front.
2: Yeah. um You know, and up front we've had some pretty random ones. Yeah, <laughs> Roberto Soldado, Vincent Janssen, uh, Bobby Zamora, yeah. uh, Helder Postiga. <laughs> There've been a lot of duds we've had up front who can't hit a coysart of the banjo.
0: Um, I remember the songs that, oh, when you're sat in Rose Z and the ball hits your head, it's some more.
2: That's, that's <laughs> the one. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, we've had some stinkers over the years, but uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Has,
0: has there been any players like you've seen at Spurs and you think to yourself, I can do that?
2: <laughs> no, because if you look at me, um, I definitely couldn't do that. Um, no, I mean. We we went through an era where there were just like players, like. Do you know, but the thing is, players who don't have much technical ability, shall I say, then become cult heroes to Spurs fans. Like Stefan Freund is the one I'm thinking of. So, Stefan Freund, <laughs> all he could do was just put a shift in and just put in these crunching tackles. Like, as soon as the ball came up to his feet, he's like, oh, what the fuck do I do with this now? <laughs> uh, uh. Um, but uh, we kind of loved him because of it. and he, And he was during an era where we were absolutely hopeless. So, just to see somebody you know, put blood, sweat and dirt out the pitch for the badge. Just meant a lot to Spurs fans. But no, the, the older I get in life, the more I realise that all of these guys to have made it to this level are pretty good footballers. Um, I remember
0: seeing, I think, David General was on him. And he was talking about uh, random players they played with. And he talked about Stephen Freund. Yeah. And every single game, uh, he'd run around the pitch and go, I'll bite, right, I'll bite. Right, Mr. German 4, come on, come on. And generally
2: <laughs> General used, General used to look at him and go,
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Loved him. We loved him. He's still a Spurs legend, Stefan Freund. Let's move to the second, second game.
0: It's called Higher or Lower, right? Okay. Before we got on, for a bonus three points, um, can you tell me Spurs' transfer record player and how much?
2: Um, the transfer record was Rasharlison, wasn't it? For okay, six, cool.
0: 60 million? There we go, boom, three points in the bag. Right.
2: You get Sweet. it, you 60 million, oh, okay. still hasn't scored a Premier League goal. <laughs> there
1: you go, that's top for you. I, I did message Nathan, I wanted the higher or lower game to start with Premier League goals and Richarlison. Richarlison, <laughs> okay. But
2: that one I could definitely have managed. <laughs> All
0: right, um, 60 mil, that's your transfer record for Richarlison, right? The next game, called Hire is all about Spurs transfers. Okay. Um, so we'll start off with Richarlison at 60 mil. I'll then give you a player. And right. tell me if Spurs, play, Spurs paid more or less for the previous player, and so on, and so on, and so on. Okay? Gotcha. It's 10 to get, right? So we we'll start with oh. 60 mil with yeah. Richarlison. First up... Holman Song, got from by Leverkusen in 2015. Yep. Well, obviously lower. Yep, paid 27
2: mil, which is a bargain when you think about it. Was he as much as that? I thought I had in my head that he was something like 17. So yeah, Sonny, what a legend. We love him. 27, yeah.
0: Um, okay, so 27 mil. And then you got um, Ndombele
2: from Lyon. Ndombele was, Ndombele was more than that. He was like 45 yeah. or something. 54 54 bloody hell! I mean, Fifty-four million guys have pounds spent some on the drain. God, Joe, he's such a good player, though, and he just cannot be bothered. That's the frustration with Ndombele But he's still well, technically our player. He'll be back in the summer. Is your loan? Yeah, yeah, he'll be ba- he'll be back to work for Brendan Rodgers in the summer. No doubt.
0: <laughs> 54 mil. Jeez. Okay, next up. Um, Hoiberg from Southampton in 2020. Hoiberg less than Dom, but yeah. lower, lower. Yeah, 15 mil. Which yeah. in today's day and age is actually not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Next up, Jed Spence. I don't even know if he's kicked the ball for you guys, but you bought him last summer from Nottingham Forest. This is tough, because
2: it was around about the same as that. Oh. I'm going to say... Oh man, that's really frustrating. 15 million. I think it was around about almost exactly the same. I'm going to say lower. It was higher.
0: Oh no. He paid 20 mil. 20 mil.
2: Yeah, 20 mil for Jed Spence. And has he played for you guys? Uh, He's played a couple of bit part roles. And like Spurs fans already love him because. um, we just haven't seen enough of him. Conte, like, refused to play him, basically. He's on loan at Rennes at the moment, but um, he'll be back next season. I think he's a really good player. He was amazing in the championship for Forest last season. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just hasn't been given a fair crack of the whip by Conte. But 20 mil. Mm. Oh, I'm so annoyed at that. I had 20 <laughs> mil in my head. I don't know why I decided to go lower. Can I go all the way to the end? yeah we, we, we,
0: okay let's play, let's play along for fun um yeah yeah, yeah i mean these points won't count so yeah <laughs> for the listeners at home okay so 20 mil just Benz, uh, hugo luis oh luis
2: lower yep 11.8 mil um yeah, it's a long time ago lucas moore M- uh, higher he was like 27 or something
0: 25 mil yeah um christian erickson uh,
2: lower he was like seven or something Eleven mil. Eleven for Christian Eriksen. Oh, <laughs> jeez! Football's gone crazy. He life. was one of the of the of the like the seven that we signed with the Gareth Bale money, and by far and away the biggest success. Where are the other six right now? They're right. So, <laughs> well, Eric Lamello was one, uh, and then there were some like proper stinkers in there: Soldado, uh, Paulinho. Uh, oh, what was his name? Then he went to Watford. Etienne Capoue, Vlad Kirikesh. I mean, yeah, shocking. But Christian uh, Eriksen was the one little pearl, the one nugget. All right, eleven mil, cool. Um, Deli Ali, uh, lower five mil. He only costs yeah. five mil. Five mil. Uh, Eric Dyer from Sporting. Oh, that's a tough one, mate. Eh? I've got, I've got like sort of twelve point five or fifteen in my head. Higher. Four mil. Four mil, Eric Dyer. I've got good years of service out of him. There you go. Um, and last up, um, Eve Basuma. Last summer, oh, I, he was like thirty or thirty-five or something like that. So uh, I, tw- twenty-five mil, twenty-five. Yeah,
0: cool. all right, cool, man. So, uh, so you
2: got you got three. Oh no, But you got oh, God, that's a kick in the teeth. You got <laughs> you got the three bonus points as well, though. Okay, okay, okay. I'll console myself with that. And I got 11 out of 11 in the team. So. There we go,
0: exactly. All right, okay, let's uh, crack on and we're going to move on to the quick fire round.
1: Right? Okay.
0: Um. So, got 90 seconds on the clock and I will just describe as many players as possible. You just got to guess who they are. Okay, okay, That's let's do it. Cool. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, your time starts... Now. Barcelona holding the fielder. Sounds like something that you eat. Busquets Yes. Um my striker. Back off, you can't have him. <laughs> Ivan Toni Okay. Um Chelsea player technically, although he's in Italy.
2: Oh, uh which one could that be? Oh um for Kai oh, No, big guy. No, striker, striker. Oh striker. Oh Tammy Abraham. No, um the other guy, Belgian.
0: <laughs> Romelu <laughs> Lukaku yes um, former Chelsea left back um, I think oh gosh we've really gone Barcelona now Spanish as well um, oh, his oh. surname is the same Alonso. name as there we go um, your player left back you've got him from Fulham You're meant to be the wonder kid but hasn't Ce quite signor. happened yes um, former Chelsea player he's now apparently at Real Madrid but I think he's chilling Rudiger Hazard no yes Hazard yeah okay um, you were linked with a striker um, if was at Juventus. He's now at Roma. Argentinian. Um, oh, oh, oh Dybala. Yes. Uh, Newcastle Brazilian playmaker. Guimares. Yes. Uh, one Welsh wonder kid who loves playing golf instead so of football. Gareth Bale. Yes. Um, Spanish. No. PSG centre back, but he's Spanish. He's played for Real Madrid. Oh, the shit! I. Sergio Ramos. Yes. There we go. Um, Belgian and Leicester midfielder. Oh, Tielemans, Yuri Tielemans. Yes, former Chelsea striker, German, fast, but can't finish for shit.
2: Oh, uh, Werner, team of
0: Werner. Yes, there we go. Your favourite player, Spurs. Ginola. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Klinsman. Modric,
2: sorry. Modric, (laughs) I've said so bloody many, I've lost count. Oh, well,
1: good. I feel as if
0: I did it right there. Six,
1: seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Wait, hold on, how many was that... Joe? That was twelve. Twelve, okay, and cool. Get in there, come on, you Spurs. And I can tell you that uh, in fourth place in the table was, is David Alfie Ward with twenty-eight points, and your total for the day is twenty-nine Olay! points. Spurs are in the Champions League places, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> knocking, out knocking out, of out Spurs of the Champions yeah. League places. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, oh, cool. Good work, man. You, you... I I'm pleased that. you made it that. up
2: for the uh, higher lower games. Ah, do it? you know what? Yeah, I'm annoyed with the higher or lower. If I'd just got Jed Spence, I'd have, got, I'd have eked out another four points there. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm... So who's top of this table?
1: Uh, Dan Bardell absolutely crushed it. 39 points. Oh, uh, yeah, you absolutely crushed it. How many points did he he. I don't think he got a question wrong. He got 10 out of 10 in the higher or lower, all 11, the three bonus points, and he got 15 in the quickfire. The man is a nerd.
2: <laughs> he is yeah. a nerd. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's smiling uh, at the moment. Villa going along great guns. I know, mate. Just like his team, he's on fire. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um,
0: and Any last words or comments uh, about Spurs that you would like to say, Jamie?
2: Well, I just sort of touched upon what I said earlier, where I am uh, th- that increasingly rare species, which is a glass half full, optimistic Spurs fan. And I think things are going to be all right. I think we've still got the makings of a decent young squad there. Um, a couple of astute signings in the summer. Get the right manager in. Please, please, Pochettino, come back. I mean, why hasn't it happened already? I, I cannot even bear the thought of him going to Chelsea. That makes me st- sick to my stomach. <laughs> so um, by the time this goes out, maybe it's all been done and he's the next Chelsea manager. Who knows? But um We'll be all right. The Gooners aren't going to win the title. That's the most important thing. And yeah, <laughs> look, let's uh, onwards and upwards, hopefully. But yeah, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's, it's a stressful existence being a Spurs fan, but we'll be all right. <laughs> I love Brentford, by the way. I genuinely love Brentford. I think they're great. I'd have Thomas Frank as Spurs manager in a heartbeat. Okay. Just for saying that, I'm going to take
0: points off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: if people want to find you, where can they do so? I Well, at the moment, I'm still on Twitter. I'm debating whether to come off it, but um, I'm on Twitter at Jamie C. Weir without my blue tick as of yesterday. Um, and same on Instagram. Not that if you want, if you're, if you want to see photos of my children and me playing golf. Um, But yeah, Twitter is where I am mostly to be found and on Sky Sports News, of course. Well,
0: Jamie, uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers. Guys, till next time. Take care.